All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Get ready now. Just real quick, hey, Will, put up that pick for me. I just, I'm only pulling up one thing off of the, uh, the pregame. I usually pull up multiple things because I just can't control my mind. But this right here absolutely floors me. This is in Davos, Switzerland, where you have merged the American flag. This is from Nora Ben Laden on the Bannon Show on, war, on Pandemic War Room. And you have the American flag underneath the European Union flag merged with the European Union. Okay, this is, a, this is an absolute desecration of the American flag. This should not be allowed. Any American citizen that... Now, there's been no complaint from any American citizen at Davos that's participating in the World Economic Forum. This came from a reporter named Nora Ben Laden who's complaining about it, obviously posted on social media But this is an absolute desecration of the United States of America. But it's very symbolic of what they want to do. They want to subjugate the United States, not just under the European Union. The European Union, listen, folks, it is gone. Thank goodness that Great Britain, through Brexit, although Great Britain's an absolute catastrophic mess and a disaster area and a climate cabal uh, atrocity. But, right, and at least they're not the European Union. That's basically like saying... You know what? I'm a worthless piece of crap, but I'm not as smelly and worthless as you are as a piece of crap. But yet, that great, at least Great Britain's out of it. But the European Union is gone under under Ursula von der Leyen, whose husband's a contractor for Pfizer and all that, which you've heard me say a bunch of different times where, where she profited, personally profited off of mandating the vaccination where you couldn't buy, sell, trade, or travel inside of the European Union without taking the vaccine that she's financially, personally benefiting from. But the European Union is nothing more than an absolute bent-over stooge for the World Economic Forum, receiving their orders from the World Economic Forum, and this is what they want for the United States, too. Merged together with the puppet, with the bent-over European Union, which is nothing, I mean, the European Union is nothing more than the tool boy for the World Economic Forum. This is what they want for us. And that's why, you, listen, and I know that there's 635 people on right now, which is our, which is our pregame record, by the way. But make sure you're switching those 727 people on now. You might be wondering, where is everybody at? Right here on Rumble. Switch. Oh, let me get my. There we go. Switch to Rumble. Switch to Rumble. If you're watching on Facebook, switch to Rumble. If you're watching somehow on YouTube in between my bands, switch <laughs> to Rumble. Switch to Rumble. If you're watching on Twitter, you might want to switch to Rumble. I'm giving Elon a chance. But switch to Rumble if at all possible because they are. Rumble is not run by Lindy Acarino, though. As much as I love Elon Musk right now, I fall in and out of love with Elon. The Twitter, i.e. X, is run by Linda Yaccarino, who is a World Economic Forum member and sycophant, and, of course, part of the mainstream media at NBC. She created Peacock. Remember, that was the first ever uh, pay-per-view playoff game you've ever had? <laughs> you know, uh, NFL playoff game was put on Peacock. She wasn't part of that anymore. She's moved on CEO of Twitter now, or X, but she was the one who created Peacock. But anyway, this is just so everybody knows, this is very emblematic and very symbolic of what they want for the United States of America, for us to be merged. And this is what you've heard me say a bunch of times. Nora Ben Laden actually echoed this on the pregame. Joe Biden, the globalist left, which is the Democratic Party, Kamala Harris, you name them all, Pelosi, Schumer, Gavin Newsom, numerous others, and all of those on the globalist left, that call themselves Republicans, Lindsey Graham, uh, John Cornyn, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, 
Uh, Mitch McConnell. I'm trying to just all the ones that pop into my head right now. Numerous and new, many, many others. And most Republicans are actually globalist Democrats. They're, they do not look at the United States as a sovereign nation. That's why we'd open a border. We have an open southern border. I mean, completely and totally open. I love how people call it racist to talk about. Well, which racist? What? Which race am I racist against then? Yeah. And first of all, illegal alien is not a race. And since there's about 160 countries that have been represented in illegally crossing our southern border, which race am I a racist against? But see, that's why there's an open side of the border, why Lindsey Graham doesn't do crap about it. They have hearings about it, doesn't do crap about it. This is why you have Mike Johnson, who's a globalist leftist. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't the way that I've watched. I've given him a chance. But he continued with the CR, which is the continuing resolution, which what a CR means is you have Biden's budget, which will now be continued. Yeah. That's all that a CR is. And what did, what did Mike Johnson do? All the, all the real conservatives, the Matt Gates of the world, and numerous other, you know, not numerous others, basically the Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus says, you know what? We're not signing on to this CR. Guess who did sign on to the CR? Anybody guess in the room here? All but two of the Democratic members of Congress. If you're a Republican and all the Democrats sign on to your bill, you're doing something demonic and wrong. Yep. It's obvious these are the people who have to butcher the unborn, who don't know what a male or a female is, want open southern borders, want hyperinflation, want $34 trillion in debt, want to slaughter the unborn to the tune of 1.2 million per year inside the United States of America without New York and California reporting, 42 million globally every year, 41.2 million per year globally. That's what that's who you're these these are the people who are signing on to your CR, Mike Johnson. So Mike Johnson is a gutless, ballless coward. We got that now because what the what the Freedom Caucus was trying to get him to do was simply tie on the CR and Ukraine funding with with southern with the southern border. Say, so you know what? We're not signing this CR. We're not signing any Ukraine funding without you shutting down the southern border. Uh, it's about uh, systemic change at the southern border. It's an ongoing problem that we've had for decades at the southern border. It's not an on- Don't listen to the absolute minutia of the globalist left, i.e. the Democratic Party, and many rhinos who will say it's a systemic issue at the southern border. It's a problem that we have to resolve together. It's not a problem that needs to be resolved together. It's very simple. If you're illegal, you can't come in. Yeah. Problem solved. That's what's in place. What needs to be fixed? What needs to be fixed? That's like saying, you know what? Let's stop all rapes. Okay, it's already illegal. Right. What, what, what do we need to discuss? It's illegal, so anybody who's a rapist needs to go to prison for 50 years. As simple as that. If it's illegal, it's over. It's over. At the southern border, it's, you're illegal. You're not allowed in. You, you can't even come here and claim asylum, period. You claim asylum where? At the port of entry in the country before you cross the United States, I would say at their own country, but since you have the president of Mexico in coordination and cooperation and pure collaboration with the, with the cartels is, is receiving money from the cartels himself to transport everybody all the way through Mexico. He's receiving money to do that. So I would normally say these people would need to claim asylum at the port of entry in their own country 
Because we, we, have the, we have ports of entries in other countries. You want to claim asylum? You live in Costa Rica. We have an embassy there with a port of entry. You can claim asylum there. But what, what the Mexican president is doing is, is receiving money from the cartels to transport these people all the way through Mexico to our southern border. But even with that, if they want to claim asylum, then they will do so in Mexico, which was the, can anybody remember? The remain in Mexico policy yeah. under the Trump administration. We've had, we've had terrible border policies for decades. No, we haven't. They were all fixed. 8,000 illegal entries per month under Donald Trump. 8,000 per month under Donald Trump. 8,000 per month under Donald Trump. 12,000 per day, per day, per day under JoJo, poo-poo pants Biden. Per day, 12,000 per day. It's not a systemic issue. If it was a systemic issue, then Donald Trump would have had 12,000 per day. But this is, this, is, this is why you see this. Because most of our, listen, do you, ever, do you ever think about who it is that's running this country? Are they really the best of us? Some of them are, like Rand Paul. Rand Paul, yeah. MD, successful doctor. Like we ought to have Robert W. Malone running the country. Peter McCullough running the country. Ryan Cole running the country. Yeah. R- uh, Rodney Howard Brown running the Successful people. Tom Lipley. Yeah, Tom Lipley. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's Aaron. <laughs> running the country. Successful people who have actually been successful in real life. You name others too. I'd be open to Elon being a commerce secretary. Yeah. I'd be open to Elon. He's successful. He's more, you know, he leans left in some areas, but I'd be open to him in certain positions. You know what? It was like uh, Ron Paul, you know, people like that. Ron Paul, Ron Paul, they've been successful in life other than being a whore politician like Lindsey Graham and Joe Biden, who's never held a job other than being a senator, vice president, and now president, who did a horrible job every step of the way. These are not the bright, AOC is the brightest among us. <laughs> Ilhan Omar is the brightest among us. Ayanna Presley, Tom, you're just naming the squad. That's right. Ayanna Presley is the brightest among us. Rashida Tlaib is the brightest. Kamala, have you ever heard Kamala Harris speak? <laughs> she, these, these are the best that we have, and I can't stand it. I understand the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist idiots calling these people their leaders, but I can't stand it when church people and conservatives say that Congress is your leader. The president is your leader. The Senate is, no, these are our elected representatives. They serve at our convenience. That's it. They serve at our discretion. And this is what they want to take us to is right here. Hung up for all to see at Davos, the merging of the United States. Instead of us being a sovereign nation, being a globalist state of a global nation. No freaking thank you. I don't want to be one with the European Union. No. I don't want to be one with Georgia Maloney's Italy. She's turned south, that woman. So happy that she got elected. Of course, as usual. This, the, another thing with this is I, I haven't even got to the podcast yet. I wonder who gets these people. Who, who turns Mike Johnson into being a gelding? Who turns him into being a gelding? Who gets I me? Mean, is it leverage? Is it, is it, I can't remember the name of the politician that we had. We played the video of that was claiming just mass honeypotting going on in the United States Congress and Senate, where basically all of these people are honeypotted, leveraged into caving, becoming, you know, just basically becoming a shill for the globalist left. Yeah. Somehow honeypotted into being the slave for the leftist movement. They have some sort of leverage over. Is that what happened? I don't know. 
But Mike Johnson comes out with a CR. What's he offering? Now, let me just remind everybody. We're, we were $31 trillion in debt. And then some of you, 812 people watching right now, I know you've heard this before. I will get to a real show in just a minute. I've got to get all this off my chest. It'll only take a couple <laughs> more minutes. In June of, the, of 2023, we were 31, I repeat, $31 trillion in debt. By the time we got to September, we were $33 trillion in debt. We just skipped over 32. And now we're $34 trillion in debt, scheduled to be $35 trillion in debt by April. And Mike Johnson comes out and does a CR for that budget? Man, I'm loud tonight. <laughs> you're, you're allegedly an evangelical Christian who fights allegedly for pro-life and all and you come out and you and you continue on in that budget which is basically two trillion dollars over that which we receive in taxes you come out and cr that budget you continuously continuously resolve that budget budget and what is mike johnson said well we've managed to carve off 16 billion dollars wow 16 billion <laughs> we have a budget of seven trillion numb nuts Seven trillion dollars and you carve up. Let me just remind everybody. What's a trillion? A thousand billions. And we got seven of them. Seven of them is our budget. Six point eight trillion dollars is our budget. Which we receive four to five trillion dollars in tax revenue. So we're two trillion dollars over budget. And Mike Johnson comes up and offers uh, 16 out of a thousand of one trillion. Yeah. 16 trillion? I mean, 16 billion off, 16 trillion would be great. Good. That's yeah. what we should be doing. We could easily be paying a trillion off per year of this, of this deficit. Easily. And be done with this deficit somewhere between 15 and 30 years. We could be paying it off. But nobody has any balls because if you don't, if you, well, they're going to shut down the government. Let me just ask everybody, 817 people on right now, send in your answers to Aaron. What has the government ever done for you? Name what the Department of Education has ever, ever done for you. The IRS has ever done for you. The, 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 interior, the interior department, what's that ever done for you? The state department, what has it done for you? What, what has the federal government ever done for you? The only thing that ever gets done for me is local government. And I get to pay taxes to both. Right. I don't get nothing out of it. What are, what are the odds? Aaron's 30, Will's 40, I'm 55. What do you think the odds are that Aaron gets Social Security? <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we're 34 freaking trillion dollars in debt. $34 trillion in debt. And what's happening, just so everybody knows, it's an endless circle bleep symbiote because the Federal Reserve buys the debt every day. That's all that's happening. They, they print the money, create massive debt, and then buy the debt. How much longer is this going to go on? And this one Mike Johnson offers is a CR to continue it. That's why you're Speaker of the House. That's why you're a Republican representative from a red district. To continue to smash America into oblivion? That's why you're Speaker of the House, Mike? You stupid, gutless, ballless coward? So disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Go, Aaron. I got some good answers for you. Go ahead. Um, from, oh, from the from, show. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. From uh, the viewers. Tell uh, us who they are. Yeah, on Rumble. Um, well, th most of them just said nada. And then I got <laughs> I got one good one. They keep my water drugged so I remain calm. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lie, you know, if you want to be lied to, the federal government's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's give them, let's give them credit. You want to be lied to, they're fantastic. All right, let's move on. Here we go. Let me, I got. I'm going to start off tonight. 
with just a whole bunch of different topics. And we're going to start off with Disease X. Everybody's heard about Disease X. That's what, the, that's what Fauci talks about. Disease, well, mainly Bill Gates loves to talk about it. Of course, World Economic Forum likes to talk about Disease X. And Are they talking about a specific disease or just kind of a disease that's going to hit us in the future? Here's a great explanation of it for about 2 minutes and 44 seconds from Dr. David Martin. Play for me, Will. Remember that Disease X, which you've heard about in the news in the last several days, is actually a branded derivative of a thing that was already a tabletop exercise it's called Cladex, which actually predates the event 201 for coronavirus. But if you go back and you look at Cladex, you'll realize that Cladex is not just the brand name of a uh, tabletop exercise, which was funded by Dustin Moskowitz, the co-founder of Facebook, and the one who has been the ghost check writer behind all of the actions recently. It's important for you to realize that that Cladex is actually not only the tabletop exercise, but it's actually a venture partnership between Moskowitz and the Wellcome Trust. And the Wellcome Trust, for people not familiar with this, is one of the oldest criminal organizations in in the in operation in the world. Um, the Wellcome Trust is also known as the the uh, the one of the largest charitable foundations of the UK that in partnership with the Rockefeller Foundation by 1924 were the ones that collectively put in motion the process which came to 1944 and the proposal to fund the World Health Organization, which in fact they then funded so that they could actually get absolute immunity, as I've pointed out in many of my presentations in Europe. The fact of the matter is what they're doing in Davos is actually the dry run of the Cladex exercise to get ready for the passage of the IHR, World Health Organization Treaty Reform, which is intended to take over a supra-sovereignty on any declared emergency, which is the reason why my organization continues to maintain vigilance on all the 64 scheduled and funded pathogens that are in the queue for release against humanity. And that list I have gone over in many presentations. I'm not going to bore everybody on this call, but the fact of the matter is what's happening in Davos right now is the planning phase, not unlike the Bretton Woods summit was in 1944, July of 1944, when Bretton Woods set in motion all this nonsense. The fact of the matter is what they're doing right now is they're planning the sequence of events where they can actually cascade another terror campaign, which then triggers not only the need for allegedly another medical countermeasure, but it also this time is going to involve the other piece that they failed to achieve with the COVID campaign, which is the eradication of cash-based transactions in commercial interaction. Just going backwards for just a second, let me ask everybody this question out there. What does CBDC have to do with viral infection? What does CBDC have to do with the World Health Organization? Why would the World Health Organization, allegedly about your health, created by the Rothschilds, by the way, in 1944, why would they be wanting to usher in cashless society out of the Bible? Why would not in specific terms, but that's what the Bible advocates in in Revelation um, chapter 13 and 14. But why would the World Health Organization that's allegedly trying to battle, battle, hard battle against a, a viral infection, why would they care about central bank digital currency? Because for all the COVID-caving cowards out there, against CCC, COVID-caving clergy, COVID-caving conservatives, COVID-caving Christians, and all the rest of the COVID-cavers out there, because it was never about a virus. 
And it's not going to be about the, uh, the virus that they put out next, whatever else it's called. Catastrophic Contagion Convention put on by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2023? You think that's about CBDCs? Is that about stealing farms, about controlling food? Or is it about fighting a viral infection? Is it about leveraging everybody into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by the people putting on these conferences? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point to all things. They control access to all things. That is the point of it all. Put you into CBDC currency, put you in an electric vehicle, cut off all your sources of supply. You cannot fuel your vehicle because it's at at government-manufactured electric charging stations or the one in your home that's run by a DEI ESG power company that will shut off your power whenever they want. It's just like the various smart devices and the smart systems being installed into homes right now. Oh, it's so convenient. I get to go on my phone and turn my air conditioner into 75. It's so, well, if you can do it by your phone, so can somebody else. Yep. I would rather be able to go in my home. I'll just, you know, I'll go back old school. Remember when the air conditioners used to have sliding mechanisms? I'll just go with that. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Take the rest of it. Well, all you want to do, turn it sideways, cram it up your own caboose. <laughs> I don't want your, I don't want everything to be convenient. I don't want you to protect me from theft with your CBDC currency because you're not trying to protect me from de- theft. You're trying to steal. Everything they try to they say they're trying to protect you from, they're trying to do. So let's you let's go, let's go with uh, uh what Dr. Dr. Martin said. Basically, what he's saying is. Is that what all of this, what this disease X, they're talking about, you'll hear them, they're wargaming on it. They're wargaming. That should sound eerily familiar. Well, it's not just Event 201 because before Event 201, they had a Clade X wargaming event. Pull it up. It's absolute fact. C-L-A-D-E, Clade X wargaming event prior to, well prior to, Event 201. Because they're going to keep doing this over and over again for all the, all the loving, compassionate, we're going to show the world how much we love them, the local porn store and strip shop and uh, cannabis shop and McDonald's all shut down, so we're going to shut down our churches. We're going to show the world that we are one with them. Uh, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship could light have with darkness in Corinthians 6.14? You don't do what they do. You come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Or you will not be a priest unto me, 2 Corinthians 6, 17. That's the Bible. You don't like it? That's, no, well, that's, not, you know, that's not what I believe. Okay, you're not a Christian then. Just say it out loud. I'm not a Christian because Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. John 1.1, 1, 1, John 1.14, 1 John 5.7. Simple as that. That's Christianity is whatever the Bible says. They spring on you clade X, disease X, COVID-19, Delta, I mean, uh, Alpha, Delta, Omicron, JN1, whatever they spring on you, you go, you know what? It's not a problem because Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's what you do. You stand. You are the Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Restraining. You're not compliant. You're not complicit. You're not cooperative. You are the restraining against the Antichrist spirit. And you cannot restrain the Antichrist spirit by complying with the Antichrist spirit. 
It really is as simple as that. Life is simple. They were doing this before COVID-19. By they, who do I mean? Those controlled by demonic spirits, those controlled by the antichrist spirit. Because it's all about Revelation chapter 13. 16 and 17 and 18. Revelation chapter 14, 9 through 16. That's what it's all about. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free, and say, well, I don't really agree with that. It doesn't matter whether you agree. It's gonna come, and we need to restrain it so that we can have a great life, so that our kids can have a great life, so our kids' kids can have a great life. Otherwise, we're the, kid, we're the generation that gave in. You have to be the great restraining. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. We are to be the restraining. It's coming. I'm showing, I'm showing you this from Dr. David Martin because it shows you history. If you do not learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. They're going to keep coming, and they're going to keep coming, and they're going to keep coming until the church rises. And if you're, you're not a Christian, you're watching this right now, and you're a conservative, first of all, become a Christian. Second of all, stand. You've got to stand. Because they were practicing before from David, from David Martin, Dr. David Martin. And by the way, that was a Vigilant Fox video. Follow the Vigilant Fox on Twitter X. So they were wargaming Clade X before they were wargaming COVID-19 at Event 201. Who, who did the wargaming for Clade X? Who put up the Clade X convention? Who put on the Clade X convention? This, like, Event 201 was put on by who? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum, where they were strangely able to, in October of 2019, long before everybody ever heard of coronavirus, COVID-19, they were able to put on an event, war gaming against the virus nobody's ever heard of. And that was released two months later. Weird. At the World Military Games in Wuhan, China. Well, you can sit there, you can watch hours of Event 201 footage on YouTube because, of course, they don't get banned. Yeah. I get banned on YouTube, but Event 201 footage doesn't get banned on YouTube. So you can watch hours and hours and hours of current government officials like Avril Lavigne, who's our current DEI, not DEI, I uh, can't remember the title, but intelligence something, I can't remember. But anyway, Avril Lavigne, she was there. Uh, Pfizer was there. Uh, Moderna was there. Uh, the CCP was there. Uh, all major media outlets were there. Not, 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 not Dan Bongino, not, not Steve Bannon, not Alex Jones, not the Gateway Pundit, but all the Goebbels leftist Pravda Mockingbird media was there. So who put on, now going back, now that was Event 201, but before Event 201, we had his little brother, and that was Clay Dex, and that was put on by David Mos Moskowitz of Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, you know, just giving you my soft story from Facebook. First week of the podcast, said 900 people, well, DNI, thank you, Aaron. Yep. Avril, Avril Haines, current DNI. Yeah. Right now for the Biden administration, was at 201. Weird, isn't it? But in my first week doing this podcast, first week ever. Second podcast, first week. We had 900 people watching on Facebook. What do I got tonight? 48. I had 30,000 <laughs> people following between the church and myself. Got 30,000 people following me on Facebook. I got 97 people watching tonight. We had 900 then. So David... Dustin, I mean, Dustin Moskowitz puts on the first event 201 called the Claydex something or other, Claydex Convention, where they were war gaming against disease X that they called Claydex. Pull it up, it's all true. 
It's not right wing conspiracy theory. It's absolute truth. He did it in partnership with the welcome trust, which means the unwelcome trust. Trust that you and I are never going to be able to trust in. The welcome trust, which is allegedly a charitable foundation founded by the Rothschilds who put together the World Health Organization, World Health Organization, which if you ever listened to um, Tetros Ghebreyesus talk about it, he's the leader, the Ethiopian terrorist. <laughs> Truth, that's what he is. Yeah. He's not a doctor. He's Tetros Ghebreyesus, a sympathizer for Ethiopian terrorists. But of course, that, that makes you qualify because that's what Bill Gates is, is a terrorist. So the Rothschilds in cooperation were, were the ones who actually uh, formed this, you know, Clay X and whatever else. But the Roth, Clay, I mean, Welcome Trust comes from the Rothschilds who put together in 1944 the World Health Organization, Tetris Ghebreyesus. If you ever listen to him talk, he can't help it because he can't pronounce THs. Can't do it. So he just calls it health hell. These are hell initiatives. This is for your hell. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. That's what he ushers in is hell. But that's the Rothschilds formed the World Health World Hell Organization in cooperation with Welcome Trust. And this was all, Claydex was all a dry run. That one didn't pan out, so they used Event 201, COVID-19. The globalist left created COVID-19. The globalist left gave you their response, which was shut down, mask, social distancing, seven forced vaccination, now on their eighth forced vaccination. And these are all the people who want to lower the Earth's population so that they can make the Earth their little globalist playground of 500 million people from 8 trillion, 8 billion, I mean. So this is all a dry run. And what all of this is about is to get to the IHR, which is the pandemic treaty for the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization. <laughs> they want to get to the IHR, which is coming, I, I keep saying April, but I just heard May, but it's this year. The, the pandemic treaty, which means... We, that not we, it wouldn't be you and I. This is where the great restraining. And will Mike Johnson, because in order for us to sign a treaty, first on the treaty, I keep jumping off into various tributaries. This is all with COVID-19. There's many, there's many, many goals of unleashing COVID-19 upon us. Many goals. But one of them was to, was to get to this IHR, a pandemic treaty where the sovereignty of the United States statement. I mean, listen, I don't mean to... Uh, be disrespectful to any other country, but like I'll just pick on Estonia. Who gives a crap if Estonia, if their economy collapses? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, again, no offense. I'm not, I, I do give a crap. I'm just saying on a global scale. But what this is all aimed at is making the United States a globalist gelding so that we're like Spain. What's yeah. Spain ever accomplish? So, so that we're like, so that we're like numerous other countries, we're like gelding France, and numerous other countries that you can name, where basically we have no teeth anymore, so that we are very easily globally governed, which is the gov- which is the point of the of, of of allowing borders to be systematically crossed all over the globe, third world immigrants into first world countries, because if you allow all those third world immigrants into first world countries who have no heritage connection to those countries, they are very easily globally governed from Beijing or Davos. And Beijing and Davos will turn on each other, by the way, and already are to some degree. But all of what COVID was about, not all of what it was about, one of its goals was to get to this IHR, this pandemic treaty at the World Health Organization. That was the point of it, where we are then, we sign on, the United States signs on, and then anything deemed to be a public 
health crisis, a global public health crisis, which could be what? Any freaking thing they say. Yep. Anything. Um, we have measured the cow farts over the last five days, and we're sensing the methane is really high. Lock home. I mean, lock in, stay at home, lock down. You know, you'll all see all the former members of Foundation Church to put these out. <laughs> They'll be staying home because of methane. So glad for, you know, this is a great opportunity for I saw the, I saw them. Yeah. You're like, Tom, you're sitting there whacking the people from me. They're not part of my church anymore. They're long gone. They're cowards. Their little gelding cowards got snipped. They must not even known it. Staying at home, putting out there, hey, look at you. you they, 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 glue, they glue leaves under a poster board. Uh, uh, quarantine day seven, just the greatest opportunity ever to stay home with my family. I mean, I mean how, do you know how ignorant can you be and still breathe? But they'll, they'll, they'll cave again. If you don't wake up now, and I know I'm, pri- I'm primarily preaching to the choir, if you don't wake up now, they're going to shut you down for methane. They'll shut you down for CO2. They'll shut you. They, they, they shut They shut down southern parts of Southern California for a freaking thunderstorm. We documented it. It was on the news. Thunderstorm and stay at home. I'm trying to remember all the terms. Can't remember them now. It's been a while. It's four, you know, it's four years, fifteen days flat in the curve. Stay home. Stay safe. Together, alone, alone, together. Thunderstorm's coming. Stay in. That's what they're gonna do. That was so they want to get to this pandemic treaty. So they can declare anything to be a health emergency. Anything at all. Uh, gun sales went up. That's a health emergency. Lock it down. Put your mask on. Lock it down and go get your gun immunization. That's the point of it all. That was a point of it all, I should say. All right, let's change subjects or I'll end up talking about COVID all night. All right, so let's go to this one now. Mischief video. Of course, this is the harassment and the persecution of Donald Trump. Fannie Willis is being deceptive about paying the three attorneys. She's come under fire because her lover, Nathan Wade, was hired on. You're going to see the stats here tonight. She hired on three different attorneys. I'm going to let the news show you. This is the news. Mainstream news reporting on this. She hired on three separate attorneys, attorney uh, law firms. One of them is Nathan Wade, her lover who got divorced the day after she hired him on. Then they went on extravagant vacations after he gave him, gave him $700,000. Now, what did she pay the other attorneys' firms? firms? Let's just check. Play for me, Investigative reporter Zach Merchant is joining us now, uncovering new records showing how much Nathan Wade has been paid for the case compared to others assigned to it. So, Zach, what did you find here? Yeah, guys, first off, we want to say we've been on this for a bunch of days now. The accusation that special prosecutor Nathan Wade had a relationship with DA Fonnie Willis is explosive, but so far unproven. The court filing making that allegation contained no concrete proof. So we're keeping our attention on the money and documents we can independently corroborate. We spent the last 24 hours looking through Fulton County payment logs and discovered records suggesting Wade was paid substantially more than two other special prosecutors on this case. Without naming him, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis addressed the controversy surrounding special counsel Nathan Wade while speaking before the congregation at Big Bethel AME Church over Martin Luther King Day weekend. I appointed three special counsel as is my right to do, paid them all the same hourly rate. They only attacked one. While that may be true, public records obtained from Fulton County show the amount each were paid differed substantially. 
Records indicate the DA's office paid Special Prosecutor John Floyd's law firm, Bondurant, Mixon, and Elmore, close to $73,000 between 2022 and 2023. Special Prosecutor Anna Cross's law firms, Cross Kincaid and the Cross Firm, were paid a total of roughly $90,000 during the same years. Over the same time period, Fulton County records show the DA's office paid the law offices of Nathan J. Wade more than $650,000. Uh, those figures sound radically... I mean, did everybody see that? So this is the woman who is trying, the former president of the United States, let me just remind you, I know this is a little bit redundant, now, this is a little bit redundant. This is the woman who's trying Donald Trump for election interference in the, in the Fulton County election, or in the Georgia election, Fulton County election, where we have, by the way, Ruby Freeman feeding the same ballots into the same machine over and over again. We got all that, which Rudy Giuliani wasn't allowed to show at his defamation trial against Ruby Freeman, which I digress, which is held in D.C. I can't get into all that right now. Otherwise, I'll never get back to this. Oh, Aaron, you're awesome. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. So remember who Nathan Wade is. Nathan Wade is a former local judge who oversaw ticket hearings. He's trying the biggest felony case on the planet. If it's not number one, it's number two behind Jack Smith. The number one, Jack Smith is galactically unqualified too. The biggest lawyer loser on the face. I mean, literally loser, loses every case ever, ever tries. Just a galactic dunderhead. So anyway... So he's trying the biggest felonious case on the freaking planet. And he was a prior ticket judge? Oh, no. He had, oh, yeah, he had, he had other experience. His other experience was he had his own law firm, Wade's Law Firm, who handed, handled contractual law and family law. And he's doing a felony. He's doing multiple felony prosecutions, persecutions against Donald Trump. Because Why, why exactly is it? Because she's, he's rolling in the sheets with... Pun intended, Fanny. <laughs> Fanny's got Fanny waves to Fanny everywhere. <laughs> and Nathan Wade came a calling, left his wife, and went to, pun intended, Fanny. <laughs> and she says, We're paying them all. This is a two She needs to move to Washington, D.C. now. She's already an expert at Potomac two step. Oh, I hire three law firms. I'm paying them all at the same hourly rate. Oh, that's fantastic. As she testifies that the church ugly. Lightning didn't come through the come through the building. Paying them all the same hourly rate. Well, that's fantastic. But if one law firm gets fifteen hundred hours, the other gets twelve. Really doesn't matter that you're paying them the same hourly rate and hourly rate. Why was Fannie Willis meeting with the Biden legal team at the White House? Why was Nathan Wade meeting with the Biden legal team at the White House while they're persecuting via prosecution? Joe Biden's leading political opponent. Why was Letitia James who's doing the same thing? Every single one. Letitia James out of New York. Fannie Willis out of Atlanta. Jack Smith out of whatever he is. He's a, he's a special counsel. So I got Letitia James, Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, Jack Smith. Why are they all meeting at the White House with Joe Biden? At an independent DOJ? Why? Why would they be meeting at the White House? To discuss the political prosecution and persecution of Donald Trump, of Joe Biden's number one political opponent? I mean, this is unheard of. And everybody, listen, this, this does not need to be forgotten. I don't care. Everybody, we can, listen, we can do two things at once. We can certainly usher this country into $38 trillion worth of debt and prosecute all these people. Of course, I don't want us to be getting into that kind of debt. I'm just saying, that look, I mean, look how galactically incompetent Mike Johnson is anyway. 
And look how galactically incompetent the Republicans are anyway. So we can walk and chew gum at the same time. So if we take power in 2024, i.e. elections take power literally 2025, if we do, all of these people, Fannie Willis, Lisa Monaco, Merrick Garland, Anthony Fauci, Letitia James, Nathan Wade, Joe Biden, all need to be criminally prosecuted for their persecution of Donald Trump, which is almost, I'm not saying that because I'm a Trump sycophant, because I'm not a sycophant for anyone. Yeah. You've heard me, you've heard me rip Trump. I'm voting for Trump, but I hated what Donald Trump did with COVID. Hated it. And what he did with Operation Warp Speed. And I hate what he currently says about vaccines. Because he, he sounds like a buffoon. I love him. I'm voting for him. I'm just saying he's wrong in that area. But these people need to be criminally prosecuted. I mean, look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. I mean, I would get it. If he said the Floyd, Floyd's law firm, you know, 72,000, Cross law firm, 90,000, and Wade's law firm, 106,000. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> 72,000 for Floyd. 90,000 for cross, and the guy who's getting fanny, literally and figuratively, gets $653,000? Seven times the amount or more? I'm, I'm giving him, I'm giving him some, I'm going to say seven to eight times as much more than everybody else? Incredible. Aaron, go. Do you think that they'll get married so that they can split that? <laughs> because she's paying him with, the it's not her money, obviously. Oh well, that's how she. Well, the, the globalist left, of course, oh, left to think that your money is their money. Yeah, yeah. Which mine is yours, and yours is mine. Yeah. No, no. I think this will break. I think this whole prosecution is fall apart. It's like I think a, they'll fall. It's apart like a partnership, too. you know. Yeah, they'll fall apart. <laughs> they'll fall apart. All right, so I decided to cover that. Let's go to the next thing. Will I mean, Will? Yeah, let's let me. Uh, there, I'm lost. Okay, now I know where I'm. All right, here we are. Post millennial video. I know I'm jumping all over the globe right now because now we're going to Yemen. We're leaving Fulton County and Fannie, literally and figuratively. <laughs> we're leaving Fulton County. Now we're going to Yemen. And for those of you, I mean, I, 900, 901 watching right now, I know most of you already know all this stuff. We have us. Basically, we're in another war. Congratulations. Got a former Marine in here. I know you guys don't want to be called former. But that's, uh, that we're, you know, we're not Marines, so we're just going to have to use our own vernacular. Got a former Marine here. So I'm, just, I'm sure he's thrilled we're involved in another Middle Eastern war. He was over there. And for what? I respect his bravery. I love our military. I'm the son of a military officer. Love the military, but we're involved in another war. Now we're involved in bombing Houthi positions. Weren't, weren't, did we have any of that with Donald Trump? Uh, no. Did anybody dare invade Israel under Donald Trump? No. Did Putin dare invade Ukraine under Donald Trump? No. Did China do war games and amphibious landing practices right around Taiwan and have surrounded Taiwan and are flying over Taiwan? Under Donald Trump, no. Did all missile practices from South uh, from from North Korea stop under Donald Trump? Yep, was restarted. Missile mi missile launches from North Korea have started again. So what what what's truly happening here? You have Joe Biden funding those who are bombing Americans. The Houthis, which are rebels out of Yemen, are funded by Joe Biden. Funded by. Iran. Iran is funded by Joe Biden. Joe Biden, I mean, it wasn't but three days after Hamas on 10-7 killed all of those Israelis and 30 Americans and took 200 hostages, 117 still left. It wasn't three, four days later that Joe Biden gave $100 million to Hamas. Yeah. For humanitarian purposes. 
And he said the same thing when he gave about a month before that six, $6 billion to Iran for humanitarian purposes, assuming, I guess, that all finances aren't fungible, that you can replace one budget with another. They can only be used for humanitarian purposes. Oh, great. Well, the $6 billion they were going to use inside the country already for humanitarian purposes just got funded by the United States. So the $6 billion that was in-house now goes to fund terrorism. I, I, I mean, I, I know the left knows this, but they don't care because they are actually terrorists themselves. They kill 41 million people in the womb every, every year. They're terrorists themselves. That's who they are. They're the modern-day Nazis. So anyway... So we have this war now going on where we have Houthis. I said Navy ships. It's not actually Navy. It's private ships. The Houthis are bombing at least one American private merchant vessels. Bombing them now. So now we have to have another war. And how does, how does this benefit Joe Biden? Well, he gets his campaign finances. He gets private finances. He gets contracts. He has probably Hunter going about signing contracts with the military industrial complex. Military industrial complex, Honeywell, Lockheed Martin. Trying to think of other ones, just blanked out. But anyway, lots of other, lots of the other ones. Um, trying to think of the one, Lockheed Martin, Honeywell. What's the one that Lloyd Austin was? Raytheon. In? Raytheon. That's my man, Aaron. Always comes through for me. Raytheon. Hey, we just set a brand new record. Nine oh nine. Watching, trying to get to a thousand. Congratulations. Usually, we like to reserve our records from when Will's not here, <laughs> but he's here tonight. So, congratulations to all of us trying to get to a thousand on. Rumble, you don't have to worry. I'm not financially profiting yet. I mean, I'm not saying I never will, but I'm not financially profiting. I get paid by the church. But anyway, so we have another war going on. And these people, whether it's Raytheon, uh, Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, they all send their campaign contributions to the globalist left. Where, if you're, if you're a Ukrainian military Legal arms dealer. You're somebody who is buying military weapons for Ukraine from their government. Well, there are contracts in place where you can only buy from these companies. <laughs> so more wars. Now, if you have that, I don't want to go too deep in the weeds on this, but if you have that sort of symbiote circle bleep in place, then wouldn't it be that you'd end up with a Lloyd Austin situation where Lloyd Austin secures billions and billion billion dollar contracts for Honeywell while he's on Honeywell's board, then becomes defense secretary and secures billion dollar contracts for Honeywell again, or Raytheon is his company, Raytheon. And then as soon as he's done with being defense secretary, goes back to Raytheon again, back on their board. Same thing here. If you, if you, are, if you are a Ukraine, Ukrainian uh, arms buyer, legal arms buyer for their government, and you can only use Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and Honeywell, wouldn't it then be mutually beneficial, you know, for both sides then? Because you go, you know, you got the you got the arms buyer who can only deal with these people. So he ends up on their boards too, and then back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, just like Lloyd Austin. And if you're if you are, and then also if you are the exclusive arms dealer for the United States of America, you obviously want more wars and you are funding the Democratic Party. Well, the Democratic Democratic Party would want more wars. It's just why this is why it's, it's it's also the reason why the Democratic Party wants an open southern border because all the NGOs down there they send billions of dollars to those NGOs. Catholic Charities being one of them, who just facilitate sex trafficking. That's all they're doing, facilitating illegal labor, illegal sex. Obviously, all sex trafficking is illegal. Illegal sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. 
Female sex sex trafficking, male sex trafficking, fentanyl across the border is being facilitated by NGOs at the southern border, which then they're funded by billions of dollars, which they then give back to Democratic Party campaigns. You're like, well, that goes to their campaigns. It doesn't go in their pockets. Bull crap. Ilan Omar, we just we just saw it, we just illustrated. Fannie Willis gave gave seven hundred thousand dollars to her lover. We see that that's taxpayer money. That's taxpayer money too. That's going to the NGOs. Well, how does it end up in their personal in their in their pockets? Ilan Omar gave three million dollars to her husband for consultancy fees in her last her last election bid, and it's legal. Bernie Sanders done the same thing for years with with his wife. Yep. She, he is her ad buyer. And when you're an ad buyer, you get 10%. You get a 10% per, uh, commission on each ad buy. So Bernie Sanders spends $150 million, which by the way he does when he runs for president, more than that. Hundred, let's just make it easy. $100 million on ads. What's his wife get? Anybody do the math? $10 million. And that's why he's three-house Bernie. The socialist who's three-house Bernie. Right? That's how it all works. So Joe Biden is funding... The Iranians who are funding the Houthis that are having, that are that are now attacking American mercantile uh, merchant vessels, attacking them, and via that war he gets to finance the people who finance him. Always works for the globalist left until we put our foot down. Now, what's John Kirby, and former Admiral John Kirby? And this is one of the saddest figures in Washington D.C. Just a complete cuck boy, just a cuck boy. He will say anything. The left tells, I mean, this is a former admiral in the United States Navy. This is a guy running the United States military. And now he's a complete cuck boy for Ilhan Omar. Cuck boy for Joseph Robinette Biden and Hunter Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. AOC, Chuck Schumer, cuck boy. He will say anything the Democratic Party uh, tells him to say, completely devoid of his own personal human dignity and self-respect. Watch him lie right here. The po- uh, post-millennial video. Play for me, Will. Thanks. Um, last week, the president said it was irrelevant whether or not the Houthis were designated as a terrorist organization. Now, five days later, this announcement. Uh, did he need to be convinced that this was the right step? No. And looking back, was it a mistake to take them off of the terrorist list back in 2021? Just like consideration over these years no no again the previous designation was fto foreign terrorist organization which doesn't have quite the measure of flexibility uh in terms of humanitarian assistance and so a big reason why we delisted them literally on day one uh was to address a dire dire humanitarian situation on the ground um and as i said today it remains dire in many cases the houthis are more concerned about uh, getting weapons and capabilities and attacking ships in the Red Sea than they are about helping to look after the Yemeni people. So as usual, what Donald Trump did, that was great. They took down. That's what it was. Donald Trump had the border closed. 8,000 people a month getting, illegally getting across. 8,000 a month, now 12,000 a day. Joe Biden, I mean, uh, Donald Trump had labeled the Houthis a terrorist organization, which gives us rights and privileges to treat them as a terrorist organization. Don't have time to get into that. Immediately removed. By the Biden administration, immediately removed by the Biden administration. Donald Trump start, stopped funding global abortion, immediately put in back, back in place by the Biden administration. Removed $600 million worth of funding to Planned Parenthood, immediately put back in place by the Biden administration. So the Houthis were designated a terrorist organization 
the, the organization that is currently, right now, do it, bombing American vessels. And right now, right at this very moment, bombing American vessels. It's a, they're obviously a terrorist organization. And it was removed. Now, Kirby, you know, Kirby says that it was less than what I'm accusing of. Is it really? Put up the A-bomb-a-day tweet. John Kirby is lying. In 2021, I was serving in the military stationed overseas in Saudi Arabia. When the Biden administration delisted the Houthis as terrorists, you know what their response was? They fired more missiles at us. So they always come in and say, you know, we're going to treat Hamas nicer. We're going to treat Hezbollah nicer. We're going to come to the table with Hezbollah. We're going to come to the table with Hamas. We're going we're gonna to treat Israel like crap because if we treat Israel like crap, that'll make Hezbollah and Hamas like us more. We're going to remove the terrorist label off the Houthis. And you know what? They're going to bomb us less. No, they bomb you more. It's called peace through strength. That's the opposite approach of the Biden administration. Theirs is peace through capitulation. Just so you know, that's what's happening right there in the, in the, in, in the Middle East. All right, let's go to this. Aaron, let's go to the gold. My one and only sponsor, this is it, the only ones who have the guts to actually sponsor this show because who knows what kind of truth bombs we're going to drop on this show. Midas Gold Group, MAGA-owned, not conservative-owned, not Republican Party-owned, MAGA-owned and MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. The greatest thing about Midas Gold Group is every ounce of gold that you buy is physical gold in your hand. Not mysterious not phantom gold, actual gold in your hand. You sell them, you send you the gold, you get the gold. That's it. You get the gold in your hand. Buy from Midas. We got the CBDCs being up, trying. They're trying. Trump just came out, greatest thing in the world. Trump came out and said, if I'm elected president, there will be no CBDC. Sweet. But how do we hedge against the threats? You buy from the, you buy the most reliable thing on the planet, and that has always been gold. I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold from Midas Gold Group because they are my kind of people. Now Republicans, I'm Republican through and through, but Republican, you can't, you can't, you can't trust that label. They're MAGA. They, they are where we are. So buy your gold from the Midas Gold Group. It is the hedge of protection against the de-dollarization of the globe. Buy your gold now and buy it from Midas Gold Group. And if you do buy it from them, tell them the TLP sent you. Let's go to the next thing. Let me show you this. Now, we, this video, we played a little bit in the pregame, and I only want the first 50 seconds of this video, guys. First 50 seconds. The absolute truth uh, from Emerald Robinson. Did Ashley Babbitt's killer? I know I'm going all over the place tonight. I actually have uh, uh, lots of exposés here, but I'm just doing the miscellaneous stuff, <laughs> and it's already 9.38. But anyway, <laughs> did Ashley Babbitt's killer issue a false radio report? Did Michael Byrd do that? You know what's very, I was a cop for 25 years, 1992, 2017, right here, Sarasota County, Florida, if you want to check my bona, bona fides. Retired as a sergeant, 2008, uh, August 7th, no, August 14th, um, 2017, I retired. So I was a cop for, for 25 years. You know what, what's recorded? Every freaking thing you do. Yeah. Just so you know, as a cop, every radio transmission, every license you run, every, every message you send via computer, Every message you send via your department-issued cell phone, everything is recorded. Everything. Whether it's metadata or actual audio-visual recordings, everything is recorded. So Michael Byrd's radio transmissions were recorded. I wonder why this wasn't out of the 1-6 hearing. Hmm. I mean, whenever I look over here like this, I'm looking yeah. at my guys. Yeah. 
I wonder, I wonder why. There they are, right there. There's my guys. <laughs> I wonder why this didn't come out in the 1 6 hearing. Wouldn't you want to know why Ashley Babbitt was shot through the neck and wasn't even tried to be saved? Yeah. They didn't even try to help her, didn't try to render medical aid. They actually had a 1 6 insurrectionist there, unarmed insurrectionist, who was, who was a paramedic who was like, I can help. And they made him go away. Could have saved her life. All you need to do is stop the bleeding. She had a survival wound. They let her die. They killed her. They killed her once. Michael Bird killed her once. And whoever were the first responders killed her again, and they all need to be charged with homicide. Simple as that. Very simple. Yep. Life is simple. And Michael, you might, they might have promoted you to captain, which he is. Went from lieutenant to captain now. They, might have, they may have promoted you to captain when we owe the DOJ. Don't get comfortable, my friend. Don't get comfortable. I may not have anything to do with it. I may not have the power to tell you. I may not have the power to influence. I don't know. But I can tell you, I'll be calling for your prosecution. Because as a cop, and I remember his interview. I'm not, I should be just showing you the video. I should shut up and show you the video. Some of you are probably thinking that. Shut up and show the video. But I remember showing the Michael Bird video. And he was being interviewed. I can't remember, but, you know, some sycophantic source on one of the mainstream channels. Asked, asked him, why, why did you shoot her? Well, I couldn't see her hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't shoot her. <laughs> and guess what he wasn't doing? He wasn't saying, show me your hands. Right. <laughs> so you shoot a 115, 5'3", 115-pound military veteran through the neck who's being forced through the door. Being forced through the door. She had no... And you had his own cohorts, Capitol Police, seven feet behind her. They could have just walked up and grabbed her by the, by the shirt and pulled her down. Yeah. They sat there, stood there. Yeah. So Michael Bird doesn't tell her to put her hands up, shoots her because she doesn't put her hands up. Just like you have, uh, I can't remember the title right now. Oh, uh, gosh, what is it? United States Attorney Graves. Oh, yeah. Saying that he's going to prosecute and arrest people for knowingly trespassing when they didn't knowingly trespass. Yeah. Because all the, all the barriers were taken away, all the signs were taken away by people like Ray Epps. So all these people go onto the Capitol grounds not knowing that they're trespassing, and now Matthew Graves is going to trespass them for knowingly trespassing when they didn't knowingly trespass. <laughs> Amazing. So you're going to shoot a woman who you're not asking for her hands because she didn't show your hands, and you don't shoot somebody when you don't know what's in their hands because you know what's in her hands? Nothing. <laughs> and he shoots her through the neck and kills her for nothing. You don't shoot somebody because they are coming through a window at the Capitol. You don't shoot them for that. You want to tackle them to the ground? Tackle them to the ground. You want to tase them? Tase them. You don't shoot them through the neck. What is she going to do? Attack you and gnaw on your heel? What's she going to do to you? Nothing. So he shoots her through the neck and kills her. And then they refuse to render her aid, and she dies, bleeds out right there on, the ca on Capitol Hill. Truly amazing. In the Houses of Congress. So finally to the video. Absolute truth, Emma Robinson, did Ashley Babbitt's killer issue a false radio report that shots were fired? Well, let's find out. Play for me, Will. Turns out David Lazarus and Harry Dunn might not be the only Capitol Police caught telling untruths. A recent report tracing back to the Epoch Times reveals how Officer Michael Byrd, now a captain after his inappropriate promotion, appears to have made a fo false radio call on a police channel shortly after shooting Ashley Babbitt. Bird had falsely made the remark, according to the police audio, quote, 
Shots are being fired at you at us, and we're prepared to fire back at them. We have guns drawn. Of course, Ashley Babbitt was unarmed and shot without clear warning. Now, Mrs. Babbitt's widower, Aaron Babbitt of San Diego, has filed a federal lawsuit seeking information about that police audio. He's suing the federal government for $30 million in wrongful death damages with Judicial Watch supporting him. So we want to obviously we want to hear the video. They say that shots were being fired. That is what is being alleged. That on the radio, he was saying shots were being fired, which, by the way, that's what happened. There's a, there, is, there is an audio recording of Michael Byrd saying shots are being fired. From him. <laughs> yeah, the only shot was him. Yeah. But shots are being fired. So did he say that to justify his execution of Ashley Babbitt? I mean, prior to him shooting. Prior to him shooting Ashley Babbitt, he said shots are being fired. How many shots were being fired? Zero. There was not one shot fired outside of his. Yeah. On that day, not one because not one, not one. Just like there's zero child COVID deaths globally. Not one child has ever been proven to have died exclusively of COVID-19. None. Not one Capitol Hill protester had a gun. Not one, not one, not one. The only people who had guns were the undercover FBI operatives, the undercover MPD operatives. Those were the only ones who had guns on 1-6 on Capitol Hill, period. That's it. So what, who, what shots were being fired? There were no shots being fired. There weren't, be, there weren't any firecrackers being let off either. Nothing. So Michael Byrd, if this is true, we'll find out if it's true. Michael Byrd needs to be criminally prosecuted for all that he's done. Shots fired, saying that shots are being fired should be filed as a felonious prosecution for filing a false police report if you're saying that shots are being fired. And they weren't being fired. And you use that as a launching pad, as an excuse to shoot Ashley Babbitt through the neck. So we need to find out, and we will find out. All right, let's go. And again, just the, the, the three frauds, the three amigos, the three stooges, Gunnell, Fanone, and Dunn, Dunn now running for Congress as oh. a Democrat. Oh, my gosh. All lying under oath, all have, have extended people's uh, sentences via, via their, imp, their victim impact statements. These people that were, you know, these 1-6 insurrectionists. You have Gunnell go in. You have Fanone go in. Dunn go in. Crying woe. And they get these people who get a one-year sentence, get it extended to a seven-year sentence because they go in and they give their victim impact statements and the judge, instead of giving them one year, gives them seven years based on officer's testimony because of how badly injured the officers were. And we're not allowed to see Fanon who claims to be injured. We do have him on video. At, I mean, this is where I miss cussing. I miss cussing because I want to say the B word. <laughs> Acting like that in the crowd as the as the. One six insurrectionists were helping him. He claims all these injuries, and nobody's allowed to see his medical records. Nobody's allowed to see his body cam footage. Everyone practices evil, hates light, does not come to light, lest their deeds be exposed. Jesus speaking, John chapter 3, verse 20. When these guys come in, these people are sentenced to 60 days in prison, whatever it, was, whatever it is. Gunnell comes in, Fanon comes in, Dunn comes in, and via impact witness statements, extends, has his judge, gives judges excuse, excuses to extend their sentences, to elongate their sentences 
based on these officers lying victim impact statement. How do you live with yourself? You're Fanon, Ganell, and Dunn. How do you live with yourself being a disgusting, devoid of all human dignity human being? Getting people's sentences elongated via your false victim impact statements. That's how it works, by the way. These sentence enhancements is what it's called. Getting their senses enhanced because they're terrorists, because they hurt officers, so that inherently enhances, enhances your sentence. Just galactic liars. All right, more on 1-6. Look at this Jack, Jack Posobiec tweet. Has anyone ever pointed out that the J-6, remember they had the J-6 pipe bombs. That's the J-6 pipe bomb on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is almost hard to talk about. I mean, okay, I'll just go. I'll just go. Has anyone ever pointed out that the J6 pipe bomb looks almost identical to the ones the FBI uses in training? <laughs> There's the FBI training on the right. Look at the end cap and timer sent in to human events from a source. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but of course we had the, the pipe bombs. Now that's your pipe bomb on the left. These pipe bombs were left at the RNC and the DNC. <laughs> okay, now, they were left on 1-5 and were supposed to go off at 1-6. Now, everybody knows what kind of timer that is, right? Yeah. So if it's left the night before, 12 <laughs> hours before the 1-6 insurrection, and it's a one-hour egg timer. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and the entire, the entire area is time-lapsed videoed. It is all under video surveillance. All of D.C. is under video surveillance. Yeah. There is nowhere to park. There you can't get on a train, a bus, get in your car, parking garage. Nothing is not under 24-7 video surveillance, and they've yet to find the guy to put this out. And, of course, we know that when, when the FBI released, they released the video, I'm trying to, uh, released the video footage, they only released partial video footage. They actually, why would you release partial video footage? Why, why would you edit, why would you cut and paste? Yeah. Why would you edit the video footage? The only, they showed the video footage from outside the RNC or DNC. The only video footage that actually mattered was cut from the video footage that was released that would have actually shown the face of the person and actually show the person put down the pipe bomb. Right. It's all there. They have it, but they refuse to release that. Why? Now, it's kind of weird that the FBI creates these all the time for training. Tom, what are you alleging? Huh? I'm just saying, what, what's a possibility? The FBI do this themselves? We know the, the FBI is nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. We know that. We got that. And I don't have time to digress into all that right now. I could do a whole court thing, and I'd be on here till 1130. <laughs> but I'm not going to do. Blue jurisdictions, blue judges. I mean, you know, you know, you know it if you watch this podcast. <laughs> what about the, I'm not going to do it to you. I'm not going to do it to you. But how does this make any sense? Now, of course, you have an egg timer. That's an egg timer for one hour. I, we can blow it up. I can show you. It's one hour egg timer on both these bombs. They look identical to the training bombs the FBI uses. So they were put there the night before to blow up the next day. <laughs> and so that it would have been a minimum of 12 hours from their placement to when they would have had to blow up. But they only have a one-hour egg timer on it, so that makes absolutely no sense. And then what does the FBI do with this evidence here? What do they do with it? Um, the exact same thing they did 
with the, and maybe it was the Secret Service, but it could be the FBI, it could have been the Secret Service, not sure which, but we'll just say they because they're one and the same. Gestapo for the globalist left. What did they do with this evidence? What did they do with both these pipe bombs? Oh, they blew them up. <laughs> Why did they blow up the cocaine in the White House? They blew that up too. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you blow up cocaine? Again, I've got a little experience. Okay, I, I've made some cocaine arrests. Okay, you know what I never did? Blow up the cocaine! <laughs> I didn't go, oh, you know, here's my evidence. Let me go blow it up. Anybody? Hey, hey, anybody got an M80 around here? <laughs> Why would you blow up the evidence you find in the White House? Why would you blow up this evidence? Well, it's a bomb, Tom. Um, it's on a one-hour egg timer. <laughs> it hasn't gone off yet. I mean, this, this, is, this, this isn't even, this wouldn't even, this bomb wouldn't even qualify to be a prop in a Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, that's ridiculous. And it's identical to the FBI's props that they use in training. I would just like some more. And by the way, all the answers are there. And when we own the DOJ, it's not a matter of, well, we need to concentrate on the betterment of America. You can do both. And the betterment of America is prosecuting all these felons. Yep. Whoever put this pipe bomb down, which is probably an FBI operative, needs to be tried. And whatever person paid the operative, whatever entity paid the operative, needs to be tried. They need to spend the rest of their life in prison. Simple as that. All right, where am I at next? All right, let's go to this. Got to show you this. I mean, how can we... How can we, how can we here's Elizabeth West. <laughs> <laughs> the latest shooter. Now, again, I, you, know what? I, this, you know what? Bad on me. I've, you know, I've showed the video of the woman interviewing... Well, at the press conference for Todd Bowles, head coach for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You everybody see that in the pregame? Yeah, I mean, I hope, if you haven't seen that video, you got to see it. You got to see the video. <laughs> She's asking Todd Bowles about his preparation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up to Detroit to play the Lions because it's 13 degrees outside. And are you practicing for your team to acclimate to the cold? Well, they play in a dome and it's 78 degrees in there. <laughs> <laughs> so she was not prepared, obviously. Well, you know, I should have been more prepared for this because I should add my list together. Because basically, the only people that are committing violence is either the left or trans left. Yeah. Who else committing violence? I mean, remember, and I know the 928 people that are watching right now, you know what I'm about, about to tell you. is According to Christopher Ray and Joe Biden, the number one existential threat to the United States of America is white, uh, white supremacist terrorism. That's the number one threat to America, white supremacist terrorism. Now, I'm against, I'm against white supremacists. Black supremacists, Mexican supremacists, gender supremacists, anything. Any sort of su supremacy based on gender or, or uh, pigmentation of your skin, I'm against because it's illogical and stupid. All right, so that's, that covers that. But according to them, the number one existential threat to the United States of America, the sovereignty, not their pandemic treating, which is going to remove all of our medical and disaster sovereignty and many, many other layers of sovereignty, now, that's not an existential threat to America. The number one existential threat to America is that which I can't find one video of. Yep. And listen, I am a social media, I don't know what you'd call me, uh, <laughs> archaeologist. <laughs> I mean, hours upon hours upon hours per day. I mean, look at folks, this is what I'm supposed to get to tonight. <laughs> I gave Will 55 slides. And what are we on, Will? Uh, we're like six. We're on number six. <laughs> <laughs> so I put hours and hours and hours of show prep in to basically scream at you for an hour and a half. <laughs> but anyway, I, I could show you a list 
They say the number one threat is white supremacist terrorists. I can't find one video. No. I'd play it. If the Ku Klux Klan, which was founded by the Democratic Party, Jim Crow laws, founded by the Democratic Party, yep. um, slavery, founded by the Democratic Party, um, Confederacy, founded by the Democratic Party. Um, but anyway, I can't find one. I can't find, no, they, transgender people claim that there's a transgender genocide going on. Yeah. Um, I can't find anybody killing anybody except transgender people. Killing non-transgender because she puts it, she says it right here. And I said, there it was. See, you got to watch not to be indoctrinated. You got to watch not to be indoctrinated. He, the only reason why I said she is because his name is now Elizabeth West. I wonder <laughs> what it really is. Probably like Bill Williams. <laughs> Elizabeth West, a man pretending to be a woman, this is from Libs of TikTok, was arrested by the FBI for posting pictures of guns while threatening messages about Killing transphobes. Now, she will say, there it is, see it is. He will say that there's a trans genocide going on, but I can't find one trans person who's being killed. Nope. Well, they're committing suicide. Listen, you lop your nuts off, there's a high probability you're going to kill yourself. You know, I mean, if you're going to go out, you're going to go do surgery and you're going to lop your penis off. Yeah. You might put a gun to your head at some point. You're going to go into a surgery and you're a young woman and you lop your boobs off. You think it's going to make you happy? You think it's really going to make you happy? You go in there and you lop off your penis. Really? You think it's going to make you happy for them, for you to lop off your penis and they leave that little stringy vein that was demonstrated to us by some insane asylum person oh. on TikTok? Leave a little vein hanging out, which they used to invert. They invert it and then push it inside of you and make you a vagina. You think it's going to make you happy? Now you've got an inverted penis vagina and it takes two years for that even to heal? And now you're going to be happy because you got a vagina that'll never work? <laughs> That's really just... You have a vagina with no ovaries, no uterus, no way to really be, ever be used as a sex organ. <laughs> or, or are you going to be happy as a woman who gets her boobs cut off and then they use this skin right here? Skin right here. That's the skin they use in your forearm. This would be better if I did that. No, they can't see that either. I'll have to beat the whole view. But there, yeah, go. there we go. Okay, yeah, this, this. There we go. I, I see everything. Everything's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> they use this skin right here. That's the skin they use right there. They use that skin. Cut it off of you. I got the pictures. Yep. Remember Boston Children's Hospital? We don't do any of those. Yeah, they were. Remember they did the typical typical leftist thing. We're not doing any of these surgeries on underage people, underage children. We're not doing any of these surgeries on people under the age of 18. We're not lopping off 14-year-olds' penises. Yeah, they were. And when they got found out, Matt Walsh did all this. Matt Walsh did the investigation. When they got found out, then they were getting death threats. So that left always, we're getting death threats. As soon as they get found out, Soon as they get found out to be the liars that they are, suddenly they get death threats. Who'd be, who'd be, who'd be, who'd be threatening their death? Who'd be threatening to kill them? But anyway, so they lop off your forearm skin right here, create a phallic symbol, which they sew onto your body that will never work. And now you're going to be happy because you're a man? Because your forearm is now your penis? You have a forearm penis? We'll call it a, a forepenis? <laughs> or a forpus? <laughs> yeah, there's your forpus. You're going to be happy? No, that, that, they, they claim that them committing suicide is my fault. Listen, you want to get it all lopped off? You can go all lopped off. Fine with me. As long as you're 18 years of age, you make that, you make that cogent decision. Go ahead. You can go lop anything off once you're 18. But if you're a 13-year-old, put it up, Aaron. If you're a 13-year-old, there it is. You don't believe me? There it is right there. Simple as that. That's what they do. That becomes a woman's penis right there. Imagine trying to heal from that. There it is. There's the penis. Thank you, Aaron. You're the best. Why Aaron's the best. 
It's all fact. This is all absolute truth. Look, look, look at the rest of what they did that 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 girl's leg to put on her phallic symbol. That penis ever going to work? No. No. I mean, I imagine they rig it so she, so she can pee through it. Still got ovaries. Still got a uterus. Sorry. Not going to produce any testosterone. You got no balls. They're the, that's why you get upset. You think this is going to solve all your problems. It's, it, so it's, it's, it's all the same thing. People think, even on our side, Trump's going to solve. No, what solves all your problems is a personal relationship with Jesus. That's it. Yep. That's it. It's the only thing that works. Not lopping off your genitals. That does not work. But the only people that are committing mass homicides are Democrats. That's it. They always claim it's a right-winger. It's never a right-winger. It's always them. Even the ones that they claim are right-wingers actually look into their manifestos. And it's always left-wingers. It's mainly transgenders right now. Who shot up? Who, who was it that shot up a ballpark? Full of Republicans doing their baseball practice for the annual congressional baseball game, Democrats versus Republicans. They nearly killed Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise. Who did that? We? No, why, why, did, why did that person shoot up the Republican baseball practice? Because Bernie Sanders put out social media posts saying that Republicans are responsible for killing Americans because of their approach to Medicaid, Medicare, whatever it may be, universal, uh, universal Medicaid, whatever you want to call it, universal health care. Thank you, Hope. Universal health care. He put out said, you know what? Because Republicans are not for uh, mass universal health care, Medicaid, Medicare, all that stuff, or they just want cuts or whatever it is. They're killing Americans. This guy goes out and shot just AK, not AK-40, AR-15, went out there and started lobbing rounds at the Republicans. Democrat, I mean, Republicans aren't doing it. Democrats are doing it. Yep. Well, so number, what's the number one existential threat to America? The Democratic Party and the FBI, really, and the DOJ. And I got, all right, go to the next one for me, Will. Let me show you this. This is, you know, we can just side-by-side side it. Just, no, no, no I, want, I want them to hear I want them to hear the audio. Got to hear the audio. Sorry. Lives of TikTok video. This is the CEO of United Airlines. <laughs> you know, would I, would I book a flight with United? Are we, fly, are we flying United? I don't know. We're flying out to Vegas, but got a, got a meeting out in Vegas. Um, <laughs> this is the CEO of United Airlines. Play it for me, Will. Put yourself on. What? What? Give, give us your little commentary. I mean, on that. that's got to be like a mandatory meeting. <laughs> a mandatory for staff meeting. Yeah. If and you don't come, it, you're fired. You're yeah. fired. Yeah. <laughs> you don't come, you're fired. You got to watch. This is Scott Kirby, another Kirby, CEO of United. He's a drag queen, Ugh. and has been incorporating drag into United Airlines. And like Aaron said, I'll bet you right now it was. You will accept this. Yeah. Oh yeah. You will accept this. You will be at your man- this mandatory meeting. <laughs> be here, mandatory meeting Monday morning. Everybody come out here, and you're going to watch a, looks like, 50-year-old man with his penis taped up. Probably want, he probably invite all the kids, too, so he can go twerk his genitals in front of your 8-year-old daughter. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Alex Perez ABBA video. I love how 
Alex uh, verbalizes this. I'm telling you, we are screwed. <laughs> Here's our military. Play it for me. So inclusion is a national security imperative. We are screwed. We fight today, and we are going to fight in the future using brain power. Hello? Anybody home? And if that brain who's going to revolutionize the way we fight in space, we fight in cyber, just happens to be in a trans body, you should want them all serving alongside me. No. But it's inclusion that actually drives that. I don't believe you. Because you can bring people in, and if they don't feel safe to speak up, if they don't feel safe to bring their full selves to work... Boy, do you sound soft. You're not going to get the value of the diversity. There's that word again. So for us, it is absolutely critical to drive our future success as an organization and potentially on the battlefield. Oh, we're going to lose the next war. <laughs> for us, it is absolutely critical that we drive towards our DEI <laughs> success. I mean, how, how's that? You're going to win a war through brain power? How does that work when you got M60 <laughs> rounds flying downrange? Brain power? Yeah, your brain, your brain will be powered right back against the wall. <laughs> The gray matter will be against the wall. How do you win a war with brain power? I understand strategic planning, but that guy, what, I mean, can you imagine that guy charging the beaches uh. of Normandy? <laughs> I mean, Will, what would you do? What would you, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> what would you do if you were sharing, what do you call, what would you call the structure that you lived in? Like a little tent? Yeah, you're, yeah I know Half it's a tent. There. There's got to be some kind of military Half shelter, yeah, got, whatever. But what would you be? You're sharing. Box, what would you hole. do? Uh, wouldn't. Oh, you know, you'd, you'd <laughs> have to. You'd have to consult. The I, I blame the Marines. It was actually the Army. So I want to apologize to Will as a former Marine. There you go. It's actually the Army's standard operating procedures now. Is they put out a manual on how you, <laughs> as a woman, would shower with a guy with with a woman with a penis like uh, that uh, guy. No. <laughs> so I don't even shower with other guys I mean, if I can help it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you have to you'd have to you'd have to consult if you're a woman who has to shower with that man you got to consult the guy if you're a part of the united states army under mark uh, white rage millie and lloyd austin who disappeared from planet earth for five days yep without telling anybody um you would have to consult well okay no gosh dog i'm walking in the shower as a woman and there's a man in there fully penis who seems to even be enjoying watching me in the shower, <laughs> like Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas pulled off the greatest, the greatest scam in America history. Really, he did. He did. Leah Thomas, who is heterosexual, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we dates go. women. I know. I shouldn't be getting this. I'm supposed to be ending the show. <laughs> Six minutes into overtime already. <laughs> but Leah Thomas, who is a, it, it, of course, is Bill Thomas, William yeah. Thomas, Billy Thomas, Old Billy. fully penised, dates women, I mean, I don't want to sound like a perv here, but all men like naked women. Yeah. Okay. We as as Christians, we repent of lust and we focus in on the wife that we're married. All right, we're married to. But men inherently like naked women. Let's all be honest, right? So Leah Thomas, Bill Thomas, Billy. <laughs> oh Billy. <laughs> oh Billy Billy Billy. Slick Billy, Willie. Billy. Oh Slick Willie. <laughs> slick Willie's in the shower. Oh, Slickster. Oh, it's like, just like Joe Biden, page 67 oh, yeah. of Ashley Biden's diary. I used to shower late at night <laughs> to keep dad 
from coming in the shower. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Don't say it there. Yeah, Don't, say it. Don't say I it. I'm trying to hold back. You hold back. You got to hold back. I want to say it, but I'm not going to say it. But you got, you got Bill Thomas, Leah Thomas, who dates women, has sex with women. Yeah. Who then, I mean, and <laughs> women who are swimmers are usually pretty hot. So he's got it. He's cornered the market just like all globalist leftists do. Yeah. He has cornered the market. He's dating women, having sex with women, watching them undress, and showering with them. I mean, wow. Quite the deal these trans, these trans men have, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, he would be called a trans woman because he's a man pretending to be a woman. Yeah. Get it right. Come yeah, on. Sorry. Get it right. <laughs> I mean, it really is amazing. But the only people that are shooting up anybody right now are the trans people. Just I, mean, I wonder why. All right, let me show you this. Milk Bar TV. You got to follow Milk Bar. Listen, I'm telling you, got to follow Milk Bar. Milk Bar TV. On Rumble, on Twitter, follow him. He is an Australian guy. COVID monster. COVID soldier. Stood strong. Never vaxxed. Put out videos. Fighting. Lost his job. I've, I've, gone, I've talked to him on Twitter. Lost his job. Everything now makes his money off of Milk Bar TV. And he was fired because he would refuse the vaccination. But he, put, he puts together, I mean, some of the Ultra MAGA Party puts together awesome videos. And Milk Bar TV puts together awesome videos. Grabian, Tom Elliott, puts, puts uh, I mean, just puts together great compilation videos. So this is great. Instead of me talking about Howard Stern, Howard Stern, seven times vaccinated, has caught COVID. He's very, but he rejoices. He's got the Soviet anthem playing in the background. He rejoices. He does the usual uh, salute. To the globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, elitist narrative and agenda of I am so thankful that I am very ill with the virus that I was vaccinated against. And I'm just so thankful that I got vaccinated. I'm so thankful that I got vaccinated against the virus I currently have. Yeah. So here's Covidian, Bill Bar TV video. Covidian Howard Stern catches a bad case of COVID. This is right now, by the way. This is within the last week. After demonizing the unvaccinated, Stern still thanks the scientists that created the COVID-19 vaccination. Play for me, Will. We're going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say you now it's mandatory to get vaccinated. Fuck them. Fuck their freedom. I want my freedom to live. I want to get out of the house already. I got COVID-19. Finally, it's not fair. I know your hero wasn't supposed to get it. But holy shit, did I get it. You know, I, I've, I've made it clear I can't stand seeing people walking around without a mask. It's impossible that I got COVID. I haven't been anywhere. I did go to my mother's, but I wore a mask the entire time. I Insane. don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. But man, I went through hell. I, I first of all must thank a couple of people. I must thank always the scientists who developed the COVID vaccine. The people who invented the COVID vaccine. I am so flabbergasted. I turned on the TV last night to watch the Golden Globe Awards a little bit, and there was a commercial begging people to get vaccinated for COVID. They won't get the new vaccine. The new variant is a motherfucker. But we still have people in this country who are anti-vaccine. They're out of their minds. I, Even I guess people who took the other vaccines are like vaccine exhausted. Yeah. It takes two seconds to get vaccinated, which is, thank God I did. Now, this was so bad, this COVID. I've really never been this sick. Really? Yeah, I was just so ill. What a wallop this thing is. <laughs> I've never been so sick. 
With the virus, I'm seven <sighs> times vaccinated against. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for the vaccination. You're like, Tom, that's incoherent. Yeah, it's incoherent. It's absolutely, and this think of, but look at all the, look at all of the fallacies that he espouses in his little diatribe. I went and visited my mother. All right, let's just look at that. But I wore a mask the whole time. A mask that does nothing. Size of a COVID particle, those of you that watch this show, 0.06 to 0.14 microns. N95 masks can't block any micron. An N95 mask stops blocking particles at three times the size of the largest COVID particle. So it's a N95 mask. If If COVID was a mosquito, an N95 mask is a chain link fence. Yep. That's it. And this idiot goes, I went to visit my mother, but I wore a mask the whole time. <laughs> so you're not protecting her and you're not protecting yourself. And you're claiming you can go because he would never visit his mother prior to the vaccination. <laughs> a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission or infection. So he's going and he's killing his mother. Yeah. And he and he's carrying 250 times the viral load of an unvaccinated person. So not one thing he says is true. Every one of his beliefs is a complete fallacy. Masks, masking stops the virus. Nope. I'm going to visit my mother and she's safe because I'm vaccinated. Using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission and infection. And, in, and actually, in fact, enhances transmission and infection. And enhances the mutation of the virus itself. I mean, it's complete fallacy and complete idiot. And this guy talks to millions and millions and millions of people. That's what we need to do. Yep. We need to get that big. I'm not saying, I mean, I, I don't mean just, I don't mean just me. I mean us, 932 people watching, all of us. We need to be that influential. Because they're being lied to by uninformed, ignorant. And if they're not ignorant, they're stupid. Ignorant is not knowing any better. Stupid is knowing better and espousing it anyway. But we need, we need our platforms to be way bigger than they are. That's why I'm telling you, you've got to switch to Rumble. We need to have a parallel society where we are able to compete with people that are just globalist liars, just galactic, stupid, ignorant liars like Howard Stern. All right, that's it for tonight. 13 minutes of overtime. That's it, guys. That's it. Stick around for the post game. Stick around for it. You got to see it. I'm talking about, I'm, I, I know I say it all the time, but I'm telling you, they just keep getting better and better. You've got to see the post game. It is awesome. It's just five, six minutes worth of straight videos. It's awesome. Back here, Saturday night, 1030. Set new records tonight. We are getting there. What was our high on Rumble tonight? It was uh, 827. 827 was our high on Rumble. 932 people on right now. So we are only, what's that? Uh, 100, uh, gosh, in my, uh, 150 would be 150 short. So What, 827, uh, you're what, saying? Yeah, to get to, so 827, uh, so it'd be 70, 173, 173 short. Yeah. 173 yep. people short. Of a thou trying to get to a thousand on Rumble. Keep liking and sharing. Like and sharing. I'm banned in so many other places because we speak the truth here. I will not, I will not bend the truth. I will not leave out words. I will not I will not stop speaking the truth. I will not um stop speaking the truth so that I can be on YouTube. There's a lot of other conservative platforms that do that. They leave out words, they leave out factual statements, they leave out factual narratives. They won't say certain things so that they can stay on YouTube and stay on Facebook. And although I'm on Facebook, they have shadow banned me so bad that I haven't been able to friend anybody for the last almost four years and 15 days to flatten the curve. So we've got to have a parallel society so that the arbiters of success are no longer the globalist left, where you can be a successful pundit. 
You can be a successful store. I don't have time to get. I have so much on. I have so much on cabal food, cabal climate. So much more on the WEF. We'll get to it on Saturday night. Saturday night's a short little show, only fifty six minutes. Fifty six minutes of fury. Also on the Christian Television Network. But anyway, I'm just telling all of you. Listen, we've got to stand. We've got. Listen, you're going to be faced with decisions. Say what needs to be said. Do what needs to be done. We're not, no violence, nothing like that. Don't want any violence unless you have to defend yourself. I'm just saying we have to stand. I'll close with the verse that I always close with. Well, one of the ones I always close with, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. That's the whole verse. Most people stop with the first half of the verse, which drives me crazy. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Love you all. Stick around for the post game. You've got to see it. Love you. See you Saturday night. But you need to, like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic, and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.